Um, it is always uh, wonderful to know what's going on around the world and uh, that's why I always love to tap in to our man abroad in the UK. It's Brandon Smith. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it's lovely to chat with you about UK news, but I understand you've been in Paris all week. Yes, I have. I've been over in uh, Paris uh, helping a, a friend out on his first feature, which is going to Cannes next month. Oh. So we're obviously gearing up for the big Cannes International Festival. Oh, that's that's uh, that's very exciting. Now, is it is it Cannes, Cannes, or Cannes? <laughs> Well, I probably pronounce it wrong. I say can, but I think actually it's technically it's can. Oh, can, okay. With a slight French accent. Okay, wee <laughs> wee, oui, oui, no worries. Uh, now, you're no stranger to films. You're, you're actually a voting member of BAFTA. Yes, I am. Uh, I get to uh, look at about 200 films every Christmas for my sins. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of viewing. It is a lot of viewing. It's a hard slog, I tell you. Mm. But, it, but you know, when it's holiday season, there's nothing on TV anyway, so it actually kind of <laughs> fills the void. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And, of course, you get to attend the BAFTA Night of Nights, which would be really exciting. Um, have you, you would have met some amazing people. Oh, I have. Uh, you, I mean, you meet a lot of amazing people that are that are talented, sort of on screen and off screen. But uh, no, I've met some some really great people. I've met um, Colin Firth, and I've met Martin Scorsese a couple of times, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Martin Clunes, who you probably know out there from Doc Martin. Oh series. yes, yes. Um, David Schwimmer of Friends. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Oh, that's... quite a few. Oh, good stuff. I'll have to pick, pick your brains about them when we've got a little bit more time. Um, no worries. What's been making news in the UK? What's happening with Top Gear? Oh, Top Gear, always in a scandal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James May this week has let rip on Twitter because uh, Sue Perkins, I don't know if you know her out there, she's a very big presenter over here. She does a, a show over here called The Great British, British Bake Off. I don't know whether you have that on Fox or not. Oh, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Rumours are flying that she is in line to take over the presenting role that's obviously now vacant with Jeremy Clarkson leaving. A woman on Top Gear? Yeah, oh. and but the fans have reacted quite harshly to it, and they've been bullying her and, and sending death threats, threats on social media. Yeah, it's just gotten out of control. So uh, James May has come in and come to her rescue, and he actually tweeted this week, I'll quote it for you, "Um, those people behaving in such a way should do the world a favour and kill themselves. So, look, if nothing else, it's great PR for the brand, isn't it? I mean, everybody's talking about it, so... Amazing, isn't it? You wonder where people get off, honestly, when they get direct uh, access to people. They don't know how to handle themselves. It's awful. No, they seem to lose all, all sort of self-control mm. and uh, and they don't know how to be, be critical without being diplomatic. They just yeah. get nasty. It's yeah. terrible. It's, uh, and be a bit respectful. Just yeah, very sad yeah. indeed. On on a more serious note, though, and of course mm. we've just had um, arrests here in, in Melbourne as well, but you've got some UK terrorism roundups there. Oh, it's it's been quite a big week, yes. Uh, Wahid uh, Ahmad, which is the son of Rochdale, uh, Labour councillor, uh, Shaquille Ahmad, uh, he was arrested upon his arrival back to the UK this week from Turkey. He's been held out there the last two weeks uh, for trying to uh, go into Syria, um, along with eight relatives which are still out there, uh, including four children, so it's quite a big thing. So these um, are British... 
these are British nationals, right. yeah, who were trying to get go, go in and get into Syria. Mm. Um, so on his arrival uh, this week back, he was deported back from Turkey, uh, and they arrested him straight away, as well as five others that they believe are connected with it. So it's quite a, a big roundup. Mm. Um, and in Italy, it was a very peculiar situation. They, we have a lot of problems with illegal boat immigrants coming into Europe. And uh, 15 Muslim illegal immigrants were arrested this week for drowning 12 Christians whilst they were en route on a, on a leaky boat from Libya. Mm. So uh, it's kind of all going down. Oh, that's just horrible. We had a caller uh, mentioning that briefly a little earlier as well. And, and also a Manchester roundup. Yes, well, the, the, the five arrests are up there in, in, in conjunction uh, with uh, Wahida Ahmad were, uh, were up in Manchester so from the Manchester Police. Ah, right. We have a separate Northwest Terror Unit, mm. they call themselves, mm. uh, have rounded them up as uh, all uh, alleged uh, accomplices to whatever he was up to. Mm. And, uh, um, days. Yeah. And, and what's this about a new Cold War? Well, the Russians have also been teasing us a bit this week, and this has been a, a growing, escalating problem over the last year. Um, so fighter jets were launched this week to intercept two Russian bombers, which came very, very close to UK airspace, only 25 miles off the coast. And as you can appreciate, at the, at, at the miles of the speed a, a plane travels, that's not far. Mm. And uh, they actually flew down uh, up from Scotland right down, down the coast, um, at the same time this week, where there's been a 50-ship uh, uh, NATO exercise happening up there, so it's thought they've kind of been out scouting about. Mm -hmm. And uh, also HMS Argyle was escorted uh, three Russian ships through the English Channel. And uh, th this is quite a big thing, because uh, earlier this uh, month we had a, a fishing trawler was uh, actually dragged backwards after a suspected Russian submarine became entangled in its fishing net. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all the old sort of old-school uh, Cold War mm. games that are going on. Mm. So Russia's flexing its muscles. And I think Russia is also um, buying a lot of stuff off Greece now, trying to sort of bail them out a little bit, maybe trying to get a foothold in there. That's a, big, that's a big worry for the EU. And I think they're very concerned about that mm. and, uh, and about where Greece is going to put its allegiance. Mm. Wow. Because obviously Greece has quite a lot, a lot in common with Russia on a, in, a, in a social sense because they're, they're both uh, primary allegiance or orthodox. Oh, so right. they, they feel a kind of a kinship uh, there and uh, they're, they're a bit anti-German at the moment. They're not mm. very happy with the Germans. No, well, a a Angela Merkel, uh, the vice -chan uh, the chancellor of Germany, wouldn't wouldn't bail Greece out, would she? Uh, well, I mean, they've given the, they're, they're refusing to release the next tranche because Greece haven't come to the table with um, what uh, Germany would consider you know, uh, reasonable proposals to, to fix Greece's problems. Mm. They keep coming up with Band-Aid measures, but nothing that's really going to work. So uh, Germany's also getting very, very frustrated with, uh, with the situation. Mm, right. And there is talk that, that no side will actually end up agreeing, and they're, they're, they're quite on the cards there will be a Greek exit. But nobody wants to say, just get out. Mm. And the Greeks don't want to say, well, we're just leaving. They want to be able, everyone wants to be able to say, well, we tried. Yes. 
Well, a, an email from uh, Theo uh, talks about Greece's debt and says, however, Greece is poised to sign a gas deal with Russia worth $5 billion on Tuesday, and it's a strategic political move by Russia to stick it into the Eurozone. Um, and the scenario, if the scenario unfolds, one big circle is Russia gives Greece money and Greece uses to pay the IMF, and then that uses the Greek money to fund a loan to Kiev. So... <laughs> My goodness. Yes, it's interesting how money moves around the world, isn't it? Isn't it, I, I, I don't know whether the EU will be too too concerned about that, because Germany buys most of their gas from Russia as it is. Oh, um, and, okay. and in, the, in the, the last couple of years, there have been moments where um, sort of the tap accidentally got switched off for a little bit. Oops. Mm. Oops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just a little bit of a kind of Russian... Um, demonstration of strength there, and to, to, we, we think they're just testing out to see what the reactions are. Oh, right, and and what's this about Her Majesty's staff are revolting? <laughs> yes, there was a great headline <laughs> this week. Some of the the warden staff at Windsor Castle have opted opted to strike whilst uh, still working oh. uh, in a dispute over low pay. Um, now, what the wardens do, basically, they conduct, like, the searches and they greet visitors and hand out, you know, audio tour packs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, but not in their job description is uh, speaking a foreign language or actually personally hosting tours. And so uh, what they've said is that, that we're not going to do that anymore until we get more money, basically. Uh-huh. So they're, they're kind of uh, uh, holding the Royal Trust to, to ransom. I don't think the Royal Trust is too too concerned about it, but it, it comes under Her Majesty because the Royal Collection Trust uh, looks after the, the collection of art and jewels and, and whatnot, um, and it's, uh, the head of the trust is the monarch, and it's uh, held on behalf of the nation. So technically speaking, they're employed by Her Majesty. Um, the reality is, I mean, there's a whole hierarchy of management in there who do mm. that. So it's it's a little bit of a political thing by them going public and sort of saying they're they're striking but still working. So it's a it's a not stop work strike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if that's at all possible. Oh, clear as mud there. Brandon, clear as mud. Only oh, in England. <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. Lovely to chat with you. Thanks for bringing us up to speed. And uh, I, I can't let you go without finding out what the weather's like. It's blowing a gale here. Oh, dear. Absolutely blowing a gale. Oh, dear. Well, we, we had a, a, a very mild and an ordinary uh, autumn day today. I think it probably got up to about 26, 27. Oh, gosh, that's a summer's day for us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm jealous. I, I, as well you should be. It was it was a really stunning day today, I must say. Uh, we are feeling it a little bit cool in the mornings and at night, but uh, we, we've still got magic weather over here. Beautiful. That's what Australia is about. It sure is. Well, you know yourself. You're an Aussie, aren't you? I am indeed. You bet. You don't sound like an Aussie these days, but... I've been away for nearly two decades, so I've lost a bit of my accent. You have, but it's lovely. Well, it's great that you can can bring us up to speed with what's happening over there and still feel a part of and knowing what we do here. Absolutely. Fabulous, Brandon. Great to chat. You too. Talk to you next week. I'll look forward to it. Thank you. That's our man in the UK, our Aussie man on the ground, Brandon Smith, uh, with his UK report.